Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. What does IG stand for? IG, um, igloos and gorillas. That's I don't weird. Know. It's very weird. weird. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by AnyTune. Go to AnyTune.us. We actually, Peter, did you know that we have our own page over on AnyTune? Well, I do know, and I'm surprised that you're asking <laughs> me because I just told you about it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I like I how know. you flipped that around, though. But but no, I mean, I'm so excited about this. We just saw it, and uh, what is the URL here? AnyTune.us yep. slash You'll Hear It. All spelled That's out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and over there link, and we, check out. We have out. a link below, of course, as always. Uh, as always. But go over there and check out AnyTune. It really is one of the most useful tools that any musician could have for learning music. We always preach around here. I mean, our, our, the name of our podcast is You'll Hear It. Like, we obviously believe in listening to music to get it. And so AnyTune is just, I think it's the best tool out there for doing exactly that. Absolutely. And they're, you know, they're, they're, um, their catchphrase, their 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 mantra is music practice perfected, and mm. it's such a and it, it is so true. You still have to do the practice, but they give you the tools to make your practice perfected, efficient. You're going to get so much done, and you know any tune. You know, in talking with them, they came up with some some great kind of ideas and bullet points based around specifically for jazz musicians because this can help you in the whole music world. This wonderful app, you know, um, and uh, but you know the stretching with fantastic clarity when you're slowing things down. Like that's that's the game changer really for jazz musicians, but also breaking down the song into section and then you can mm. mark mark it with time annotations as you're working on a tune. Um, this is one that I hadn't thought of. They were talking about change the pitch of a song to transcribe it in a different key. I oh, love that. You next know? level. Because yeah. we're always talking about it's great that you can slow it down and keep it in the same key. What about keeping it at the same tempo but actually changing the key? How about a little Charlie Parker down and yeah. solo in G? Hello. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks. Uh, go to anytune.us slash you'll hear it and check all that out. Really, really yeah. good stuff. And then check out their schedule. They're doing pretty much weekly. If you go to their Facebook page and follow them, uh, it's at anytune uh, at Facebook. You can see uh, they have a, well, facebook.com slash anytune. They've been doing some wonderful tutorials and they're live. So they're interactive. You can ask um, the, the good folks over there any questions you have. You can replay it. So watch, see that at their Facebook page. That's right. Today, we are live on Instagram, another Q&A. These have been pretty popular, actually, even on our You'll Hear It downloads um, yes. on, our, on our podcast. And it's because uh, you all have such great questions. Uh, I also would suggest go to uh, Open Studio Jazz slash live. You can see all of our live events because we are live like all the time. Yes. We're live we seven are- days a week, at least once a day. We are like a, a, a teenager on TikTok. We're, we're constantly online. That's just how we it's roll. Ridiculous. You know? yeah, hey, it's you got, ridiculous. Hey, how's, t- how's your TikTok game, Adam? I don't even know what that is. Is that, a, <laughs> is that some kind of German-made clock? TikTok. Danke schön. TikTok. Danke schön. The hell is TikTok? No, I know what it is. I have it on my phone. I've ventured in a couple times. It looked fun for five minutes, and I'm too old for it. Nice. Okay, should we get into the questions? What are we doing? Yeah, are we talking about TikTok or are we doing a jazz podcast? What's up? No, no, no. We're talking about (laughs) jazz. Uh, I got a question here from Nasvfc. N A S V F C says transcribing a B flat blues. 
I noticed a solo that hit G flat a lot, but not part of any of the relevant B flat scales I can think of. Why is G flat quote unquote good there? Flat 13 for B flat, um, stronger dominant sound. I, so yeah, could possibly, but <laughs> it really depends on not having heard the solo or seeing the context that these G flats are in. It could be a number of things. If it's like on the first bar, it could be some kind of melodic movement, you know, the fifth going up to the sixth with this chromatic thing and then up to the seventh. Uh, if it's on the ninth bar where like the C is, maybe it's a C7 sharp 11 or maybe it's an F7 flat nine or yeah. maybe it's a B flat seven flat 13 going into E flat. I don't know. But those are all options, by the way, good options for a G flat over a B flat. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this type of however you're looking at it and, and the important thing is to listen as you're um practicing or kind of you know checking to see how it sounds because you know our tendency always is to be like does this work here and then abandoning if it doesn't and yeah you shouldn't play something that doesn't work for what you're trying to do or if it doesn't sound good but in terms of practice you should be making note of what it sounds like because that's the ear training part of it ear training works whether you whether you're playing well or not you know, training your ear is like what to do and what not to do also. And what doesn't work in this situation might work somewhere else. So we're always paying attention. We're always listening. And that's part of the key, too, to have that kind of mind- mindset where you're not approaching your ear training from a theoretical standpoint. You're you're mm. approaching your ear training from more of a holistic or organic standpoint, a non-GMO, if you will. Mm. Um, mm. And so, uh, you know, that's just something to think about as you go. And I think it can always be... You know, we always need to be pulled back to that because the theory is super interesting. Like, wow, that's the sharp eleven. But, but I mean, to to make a hard and fast rule, there, there's so many exceptions that we got to use our ears. We got to train our ears. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Christian asks Adam, "What was it like to smoke with Barry Harris?" I know what you're talking about, Christian. First of all, what's up, <laughs> Christian? Uh, I had mentioned I, for, I forget even where it was. We're live all the time, man. I forget where I tell these anecdotes, but <laughs> it was on the internet. I, it was. I was. I'd mentioned that I had done a clinic i'd done a couple clinics with barry harris as like the guinea pig at the piano and and one and i was very young and i still smoked marble reds and one he said you have very good technique but let me show you something he goes he goes do you he goes you smoke i can smell it and i was like yes <laughs> and he's like get out your pack of cigarettes so i got out my pack of cigarettes and he's like i forget who told him maybe hank jones had told him someone had told him put your cigarettes in your hand like this and that's your technique and play the piano with the, like holding the cig- the box of cigarettes, like long ways, you know? Wow. So I didn't actually smoke with him at all. I don't think he smokes, uh, if I recall correctly anymore, but, um, no, he's 97. He d- you don't get to be 97 or whatever. With no, that, you with don't. My and I don't smoke anymore either, by the way, kids. <laughs> but, uh, but the idea was that you, it limits how you can move your fingers. So you just use your hand more as that weight. And you see, you see, you can see like strong bebop guys doing this technique a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. I learned something when I first learned uh, violin. The bow hold is like that kind of reminded me a little bit of that, but it was like uh, you know Suzuki method. It started with like a chopstick instead of a bow because the bows are kind of fragile and expensive or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Some similar kind of hand holding. Cool. All right. I how about one here from is this Mitchell? What are the things not to do? When comping, what are some things you have seen in either a performance or students that generally don't work? Um, we only well, have an hour, Mitchell. I know. <laughs> but I love, you know what? I love negative questions. By negative, I yeah. mean like, 
you know, questions that are um, what, tell me what not to do, because that's yeah. actually can be a very effective way to learn, you know, a process of elimination. And, and, you know, sometimes the things that we need to do are not as easily obtainable as removing the things that that we shouldn't be doing. And, um, and you know, just like the previous questions, this is always in the lens of like, what sounds good? Okay, I got to take these glasses off. I look like my great grandmother. Sorry, man. No, man, weird. they look good. Oh, yeah. they do? Okay, I'll put it back on. Yeah, put okay. it back on. So, uh, anyway. You look smarter somehow because of the darker <laughs> rims. I don't know why. Isn't that weird how we, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, comping, the biggest thing, and, and, and you know, the, the best way to start to sound good at comping really is removing stuff that you are overplaying or that you're not listening to and then being additive because you really... You know, it's such a supportive thing. You are accompanying. We can never forget that comping is short for accompanying. So it has to start from a place of listening, even if you're comping behind yourself, even if you're comping behind a, a horrible, busy player. Then you just lay mm-hmm. out. That's easy. You know, you don't want to get yeah, involved yeah. with that. Don't don't get don't get your hands dirty with that. So, um, you, you know, we're stepping back. And so we're identifying the things the things that you don't want to do are generally under the, the, the category of not accompanying well, like playing things right. that may sound good or that you've planned out, but they have nothing right. to do with what the soloist or what, what your right hand, if you're accompanying your left hand is doing. So you just got to put on that thing of like, I'm going to totally listen and only add in things that are going to, that are, that are going to be good. So when you, when you don't do things, we can't say for a blanket thing, like this kind of, yeah, imprecise a comping where the rhythm is kind of esoteric when the music calls for it to be more precise. Of course, you don't do that. But on the other hand, you don't want to play very rhythmically precise comping that's overplaying or pushing the solos to somewhere that their their story isn't going yet either. Yeah, so, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's that's perfect. Actually, is is just that's not kind of number one is is not listening. That's something that you just have to get away from. You know, you have to be there doing the appropriate thing. The other thing that I would stay away from Mitchell is like um, just using the same voicings all the time and not even the same voicings, but really the top note. You know, I was just, I was just telling you, Peter, I was just up writing some stuff for the 442s and I was writing a bunch of sort of accompaniment for like a lead line with the strings. Right. And you would never write a string part where it's just like, you know, chords laid down, like some pianists just lay down their hands seemingly randomly on the only voicings they know, you know what I mean? Because it sounds terrible. There's a there's a there's a melody to the accompaniment, and a good accompanist, accompany, accompanist, you can hear the melody they're playing with the chords, and they sound like a string section would sound, like where there's there's actually a counter melody happening over the melody, or at the very least, it's not just the same chords over and over and over again. Um, just to, just to, you know, cause that's all, you know, so really take the time to see if you can learn voicings in every, with every chord that have a different note on the top so that you have melodic choices when you comp and that way you can create, you know, wonderful, appropriate melodies. And that way too, if the soloist is say you're on a G major seven and the only G major seven chord, you know, has a G at the top, but the soloist is singing an F sharp, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be able to adjust and you got to be able to not clash. So you, you want those options. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Let's do one more. And then yeah. we'll just remind everybody we are here tomorrow again here at the podcast, the You'll Hear It podcast. Those of you listening there with some more Q&As. Um, 
uh, live on Instagram and on the podcast. Okay, from CPU Jazz. I really like when you guys mention non-pianist albums with great piano playing. Can you guys list a few of your favorite non-keyboardist albums with great piano playing? Okay, how long do we have? A week? Yeah, Two exactly. weeks? Twenty-four-seven? Yeah. You know, yeah, and when you I, yeah, when when I well, I'll just I'll start out with every single John Coltrane record with McCoy Tyner on it. You know, um, and, and everything, the, every single Joe Henderson record with McCoy Tyner. <laughs> exactly. It. And everybody who's ever made a record that had, you know, McCoy, like, so because I listened to McCoy and I know you did too, so much in our formative years up until today, um, I never thought about him as, as being like a side man. I didn't even understand what that meant until later on. And I started getting gigs and realized I wasn't getting paid as much as the leader. Then the concept <laughs> really came, kind of came down. And, and, you know, down to the level. But the thing was, like, you know, McCoy on all, all, all these great uh, Coltrane records is so um, such an equal partner, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can't say. Oh, actually, I do remember, like, when I think I first, I think it was Reaching Forth, that great impulse early trio record of McCoy Tyner with Henry Grimes and Roy Haynes. I think that was the first, like, LP or, or album that I um that I got or heard or maybe even knew about of McCoy. I remember I was so excited. I was like, wow, he's got his own records too. And I didn't really look at it as any different outside it was trio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then, then, then the Coltrane Quartet. And then I'd heard him on a lot of Blue Note records too. You know, Wayne Shorter and, and Joe Henderson and stuff. So to me, it was always just like McCoy doing his thing. Uh, but that's, that's kind of the first one that comes to mind. What about you? I, I like, uh, you know, un- Unsung Hero is Tommy Flanagan on Saxophone Colossus. Ooh. I think that's a great, it's such a moody record. And I think yep. Tommy has a lot to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then I'd say um, uh, Herbie Hancock on, what is it? Fee Fi Fo Fum, uh, yeah, Wayne yeah. Shorter, you know, uh, I mean, but Herbie on, on any, like as a sideman on anything on Blue Note or, or for yeah. that matter on anything on anything, you know, um, yeah, that's right. Oh, but and I got one more. Uh, Keith okay. Jarrett on I knew, I knew you Lloyd. were going to go Keith. Man. I knew it. I um, knew it. Just because that's, is that the only record? Well, of course, with Miles, too. All the Miles. But that's really yeah. the, the the most you can hear Keith being a quote-unquote sideman. Right. You know? Oh, no, I have one more, though. Keith's sideman, I think. If I can remember this record. That's the trumpet player. Night. The name of the record is New High, G-N-U. Oh, yeah. Um, Kenny Wheeler. Kenny Wheeler. Kenny That's Wheeler, right. ECM. That's a great record. That's, That's a great a, record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can't play any of it on social media because they'll they'll uh, take our houses away. Actually, the fact that we we I just sang that you I sang, I sang, I sang it so flags. bad. Maybe I want ECM is a man. They, they're haters. They they're are serious. Blo- well, I, I can't say they're haters. They're blockers for sure. Uh, well, thanks everybody for joining us on our first edition of the Q and A. Join us for tomorrow for another Instagram Q and A. Keep your questions coming. We're there every Saturday on Instagram at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Don't forget to go to anytune.us slash you'll hear it to check out probably the greatest tool that you can use besides your instrument to, to play music. Uh, that's Anytune. Amazing um, uh, audio uh, tool uh, to learn jazz. So Yeah, yeah. and check out their, their tutorials uh, on their Facebook page. But also just to give you, I'll just whet your appetite. I'm not even going to tell you how this works. But uh, check out the Loop Trainer on the Anytune Ooh. app. Yeah. And a, a way to st- uh, start slow and build your speed. It's, it kind of regulates the things that we're always preaching as far as practice something slowly, really get it. But it kind of builds that in. So it's just kind of one less thing you got to think about. So check oh, that one out. More, one, more, one more plug. Check out yes, our sir. new guided, guided practice app. 
over on openstudiojazz.com. We'll put a link into the for the Guided Practice app. We just launched it. It's super cool. I'm really excited about it. It's all the daily Guided Practice sessions in app form. It's beautiful. Uh, Ian Martin did a fantastic job putting it all together. Platform agnostic available for the iPhone or the Android d- device, depending on That's your... Right. Uh, your political bent. Um, all right, cool. And then we're gonna. We had a bunch of new um, uh, ratings and reviews, but I'm just gonna read one because tomorrow we're gonna read another. That's how we roll. Uh, this is five stars. We're, we're having trouble due to the pandemic of getting the full seven stars. There's a, something with the Apple system related to the global pandemic that is shutting us down. So this is a five star review. But we encourage seven. We accept five. It's weird. It's uh, happening time. way before the pandemic. So, but okay, <laughs> sure. Such a great podcast uh, for piano nerds or anyone who just wants to be a better jazz listener. This podcast is everything you're hoping for. Two pros generously sharing technical advice on how to make it to their level as a jazz pianist. Um, AM and PM all day, every day. That's from Modulo Prime from the USA. We have not, we have not abused the initial thing nearly enough. No, no not enough. <laughs> we, we're not that witty. Um, If you're a pianist, this podcast is a must, but even if you're not, hearing what they say will enhance your experience of the music. So please leave us a rating and a review if you have time, and we know you've got time. Uh, And uh, we we read every one on air, actually. It takes us a little while sometimes, but we read every single one. So if you want to get on the podcast, that's the quickest and easiest way. And until tomorrow, you'll hear it.